0: Well, welcome everyone to Love versus Hate. My name is Anne, and I am your old-fashioned nerd. And I'm Emily, your mainstream millennial. And on this podcast, Emily and I like to debate and argue about all the things in life that we love and hate.
1: And I'm really excited about this one.
0: Yeah, because it's gonna be a head-to-head whoop, whoop. showdown,
1: nerd <laughs> versus millennial. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, well, anyway, um, we are doing our classic head-to-head competitions, and Emily, what are our three, I'm sorry, four categories this time?
1: Ooh, our four categories are winner from a competition show, podcaster, a child actor star, aka somebody who got famous acting while they were a child, and director,
0: Yes, and I am feeling, not going to lie, pretty confident, actually, this this round. I feel like I'm going to win. I feel confident
1: in one of my (laughs) four areas, but we'll see. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. We won't know till the end, but... Yeah, so for each of the four categories, we have three judging criteria, which will help us determine a winner.
0: Yes, for each round, and then an overall winner. (gasps) What if we tie?
1: Well, then I'll win. <laughs> the default is always Emily will win. <laughs> See, this is how she cheats people, I'm telling you.
0: Actually, you know what? If we have a tie, I think our listeners should choose. So we're going to put out a poll for our, um, our head to heads on our social, and you guys can vote for who you think should win. So if there's a tie, we'll leave it to the listeners.
1: Yes. So yeah, you can check it out on our Instagram story at Love Versus Hate Podcast.
0: Yes. So should we just jump right in, Emily? Let's just go for it. I
1: think so. I'm yeah. very eager to get started. Me too.
0: Okay. So the first category is winner from a competition show. And do you want to start it off? Yes. So my winner, do you want to guess, Emily, what show maybe I picked or? Oh, okay. Um, I mean, the only show
1: that I am thinking of is Survivor just because we've talked about it so much recently. Mm. But I also feel like you wouldn't be able to win with a Survivor winner.
0: Yeah, when we were originally talking about it, I thought Survivor just because it was on my head, the top of my head, like you were saying. But then I was like, I should pick someone else. So I ended up going with Jeopardy! Oh. I picked a winner from Jeopardy who's arguably the most famous winner of Jeopardy. I'd be surprised if Emily knew his name. If you do, you can say so now. I can't even remember which one Jeopardy is. Okay, yes, Still. So (laughs) for other listeners out there potentially who are like Emily, Jeopardy is a game show where the host asks a... Well, he actually gives an answer and then the contestants have to answer with the question. So it's like, this host is a host on Love versus Hate? And then the answer would be, who is Emily? Uh, they, they'd give something, like, more particular to distinguish between the two hosts. They would say, like, mm. this host on a famous podcast was born in 19... 19- Ninety-four, and then that way they could be able to distinguish between the two of us. We have a famous podcast. I'm just saying, I don't know, (laughs) but it's a really good show. And the thing I like about it is you, it's it's a quiz show. Like it, you know, you have to know the answer, but two, they do kind of like sometimes you don't have to know the exact answer, but the question or the answer really will give you enough that you can kind of guess what a logical answer might be. Mm. Um, So it's very popular. It actually started in 1964 and it has been airing since it's had different, like it started on NBC and it's changed networks over the years, but it has been running since 1964, which is crazy. Mm. Um, And you also might know it because the host of Jeopardy, Alex Trebek, sadly passed away in 2020. um, And he actually hosted the show since 1984, He's been the host. Dang. Yeah.
1: That's a long time to play the same game.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Crazily, though, one of our. So, oh, before I go too much further, I haven't even said who my winner is yet. I've just been talking about Jeopardy. Well, before I say the winner, why don't you give us the criteria for this category? So, the criteria is what they won. Like the value we decided like is it because it could have been money. It could have been a car. It could, you know, like different competitions will give different prizes. So it's the total value we decided. Mm -hmm. Their relevance
1: today, if they're still relevant, we'll see about that. Mm -hmm. And then how many seasons the actual show had. So not necessarily the person who was on if they were on more than one season, but just how many seasons the show has had.
0: Yeah, so for a show that has been running since 1964, they've only have 37 seasons, but, it, and I was trying to find, like, exactly how many episodes are in a season, and as of the latest episode that is scheduled to air, which is February 3rd of this year, 2020, that episode You mean 2021? Will be, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Of 2021. I can't believe it's 2021. <laughs> that episode is going to be the 93rd of the 37th season, so... There's a lot of episodes in a season, but there's only... So there's 37. That's the current uh, season they're on. And my winner, by the way, is Ken Jennings. So Ken is known as... Never heard of him. I know. I know. Emily, I know. He's... uh, He's... Um, kind of known actually as one of the greatest Jeopardy players of all time, if not the greatest. Um, He had a run where, because the thing about Jeopardy that makes it fun and interesting is if you win a round, you go to the next one and you just keep going and going and going and going until you stop or until you don't win. And there's three contestants each game. And so Ken just kept winning and he ended up winning 75 games in a row. And his total amount Ended up being $2,522,700 in that 75 game run. Sheesh.
1: Yeah. I don't so. think I've ever actually seen any episodes of Jeopardy! Like, whenever you say this, all I'm thinking of is Wheel of Fortune because no. there's three people.
0: No, that's not it. It's blue. There's a lot of blue usually. That's like their logo. Jeopardy is blue. Emily, we'll watch an episode. It's really good. It's like a family classic for us. Like, it airs at uh, four. And so we always like four o'clock rolls around. And we're like, hey, turn on Jeopardy. Like mm-hmm. It was like very common to watch in my family. So I actually remember as a kid watching Ken Jennings games. Like I actually watched, I didn't, I didn't watch all of them, but I remember him being on and like, that guy won again. Oh my goodness. Like I remember that very specifically. Um, And he actually, so he, that was his original run. Uh, He won 75 episodes, but he actually continued to appear on the show. And he did like, they did different tournaments and stuff like that, that he would end up winning. So his grand total of all time winnings over the course of the entire show Is over $4 million. Geez, Ken, save some for the rest of the people who (laughs) wanna play. God. I know, right? It's insane. And uh, like I said, he's considered one of the greatest players of all time. Him, and then there's actually another guy who technically won more money than him. and he was kind of a similar thing where he had a long original run where he ended up winning over around like $2 million or something. And then he, too, was in tournaments and different things. And he actually won a little bit more money than Ken. So he's also known as one of the greatest of all time. Um, and I actually looked it up. This guy's name is Brad Rudder. And I was really curious because I was like, what game shows actually, like, who's won the most money out of any game show ever? So I looked it up. And Ken and Brad both hold the highest. They're the num- number one and number two spot of any game show of all time, like winning the most winnings.
1: Mm. Is so. that because
0: they could just play for 75 games yeah. straight? <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> um, so anyway, so that's Ken. In terms of relevance today. So unfortunately, like I said earlier, Alex Trubik, um very sadly passed in 2020. And so they've had a few like celebrity guests host it. And Ken has actually been hosting it for a while now. And um, I've watched a few of his. He's OK. He's OK as a host. Okay Ken. nobody can fill Alex <laughs> Trebek's shoes <laughs> but um, but he's been doing good so he he is still relevant in my opinion to today. Um, like I said he's the number he's the second top winner of any game show ever um, in terms of total money uh, one and then also like I said, he is hosting Jeopardy currently so that makes mm-hmm. him kind of relevant which is yeah weird. I mean
1: I'm just saying this is the one that I'm gonna blow you out of the water with
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> can you
1: guess what show? I am choosing. I
0: mean, I feel like you might say The Bachelor, Bachelorette, but... Nope. Have I seen it? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Is it it's new? possible. Is it, com- it pop? It's not new, no, but it's popular. Is it Wheel of Fortune?
1: No, it's not a game show.
0: <laughs> oh, I have no idea.
1: Okay, so it's American Idol...
0: Oh, yeah. That's and a good And I
1: chose Kelly Clarkson, the first American Idol winner. Ah, yes. From 2002. So if you don't know what American Idol is, <laughs> it's a singing competition show where you sing. Very, yes. And um, I think the original three judges were Simon Cowell, Randy Jackson, and Paula. Paula Abdul. For some reason, I Felt like Paula Abdul was not her name. But yes, Paula Abdul were the judges. And basically, they go through an audition process. And then if they make it to Hollywood, then they go to the live um, audiences. And Kelly Clarkson won the whole thing the first season. Um, so a little bit about the show. There's 19 seasons total. So it didn't beat... 37. 37. Mm-hmm. But... So, yeah, you got me beat there, but I think the other two judging criteria, she's probably beat.
0: I would definitely say she's more relevant. I mean, come on. Yeah, she's more
1: relevant. She's got her own talk show called The Kelly Clarkson Show. She is a judge on The Voice, which I tried to look up how many seasons she's been on that so far, but it wasn't very clear to me, and I didn't want to do a ton of (laughs) reasons. But at least like four seasons. I think she's one, like her person is one, four seasons, three or four seasons. And then she's won AMAs, she's won CMAs, she's won Grammys, she has eight studio albums. She has one of my favorite Christmas songs, Underneath the Tree. And um, yeah, so that's a little bit about her, her relevance today. And then um, as far as what she won, she won a recording contract, which in turn made her sell all these albums and win all these Grammys. So.
0: guess if we're talking about value
1: yes and the first album she won a grammy from and she got a ton of awards from her first album do you know how much money she made from her first album Mm. it says one to three million dollars (laughs) so
0: i mean ken's total was was over four for hit, but you know, I maybe will let you win it, I guess. I mean, it's hard to, that's a hard value to give, but I guess in terms of. And
1: we don't know how much the recording contract was worth.
0: Alone. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of how it launched her whole entire career, which made her very successful, I guess. Kelly wins Kelly- this round,
1: everyone. You can mm. vote if you disagree, or you can vote if you agree, but. Yeah. According to the criteria, <laughs> <laughs> Kelly has beat out Ken. I, I I keep thinking that you're gonna say Ken Jong.
0: No, Ken Jennings.
1: Ken Jennings. Yeah. Should good have try been Ken. Ken good Gong. try.
0: I'm I still though. He's got the number two slot for m- most money made in a game show ever. So you know he still won big.
1: Yeah, so. and I think this is where my winning streak may end for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm at least starting off the game strong, but
0: we'll see where it ends.
1: So the next category is podcasters. Yes. And our judging criteria is what year they started their podcast, how many episodes they have, and the amount of ratings they have on Apple Podcast. Yes. It's not all about the ratings, though, but, you know, we had to get something that we yeah. could just physically point to. Yeah we, yeah. we know the
0: facts. Very true. Very true. Emily, you probably don't even need to guess. You probably already know, or at least have a general idea of who I picked.
1: (sighs) Those dang McElroy boys. Uh,
0: I've probably talked about them on the podcast before. Maybe listeners who are listening to this episode haven't listened to an episode about them now. But just so you know, they're like my favorite people ever, the McElroy brothers. Justin, Travis, and Griffin. I specifically want to talk about Justin McElroy. Mm,
1: okay, so I was going to say, are you choosing just one or are you choosing them all? Because that would be cheating if you
0: I chose them all. I knew that would be all. cheating, so I chose just one of the brothers, the oldest brother, Justin. Um, so he is one of the three hosts on My Brother, My Brother, and Me. That was the first podcast that they started. And I just absolutely love it. They get my, they're my kind of humor. They're really funny. They have a lot of good banter. They also just like... Provide a lot of good like their humor is very uh, they kind of paint a picture and they'll kind of like just default into these little role play situations which makes them really good for D and D which they have a D and D podcast the Adventure Zone that's how we got introduced to them another one of my favorites Um, and they just I don't know their humor is hilarious if you need something that's lighthearted funny, high like There's a lot of pop culture that they talk about. I cannot recommend my brother, my brother and me enough. Um, it's an advice show. So they just like go on the internet and look for like people who ask questions. Sometimes listeners send them questions that they'll respond to. They'll go to Yahoo Answers, you know, to find these various questions that people have need for advice. And they just give advice. And it's absolutely hilarious. And I love it. Um, the show started in 2010. So it was actually a pretty early podcast. They were part of that early podcasting crew i didn't know podcasts existed in twenty. i know i know right like they were like i said they weren't by any means the first podcast but they were they started pretty early
1: trendsetters am i right
0: yeah for real And they only had about um, 30 or 40 episodes before they actually got picked up by Maximum Fun, which Maximum Fun is a podcast, like, host site. And they were one of the early ones. Um, And they have a lot of my favorites. They've got Judge John Hodgman. The Adventure Zone, of course, is on there. Um, And Maximum Fun, just like they, like I said, they host a lot of sites. And um, the McElroys, they're Their podcast, I believe, was the fourth one to be picked up. It was one of the, like, early ones for Maximum Fund. Um, So, yeah, they're great. Can't recommend them enough. Like I said, they also have other podcasts, including The Adventure Zone. Justin does one with his wife, Sydney, who's a medical professional, and it's called Sawbones, and it's all about, like, medical history. I really like that one. I find that one really interesting. Um, They also do till death do us blart which is a fun one they only do it every thanksgiving but every thanksgiving they'll watch um Ma- mall cop 2 with uh blart what's paul the guy blart. paul blart yeah and uh it's just kind of fun what <laughs> the bring, heck? i know it's just it's, it's so weird, random but it's just fun that's what the malgory brothers are they're kind of random but i love them um And actually, one of my favorites too is they, Justin came up with this idea. He came up with the idea, and it's actually in my Bim Bam which is an abbreviation for my brother, my brother and me. And the, he he wanted to be on Trolls World Tour because his girls, his little girls were like really into the first Trolls. And he was like, do you think we're like big enough names that we, because like usually on, you know, animated shows like that, they'll try and bring on just a like few celebrities to like kind of cameo as voice act, you know, like, cause they're, they need these little voices. So like, do you think we could like get on Trolls World Tour? Like, could we do it? Are we big enough? And so they dedicated a whole podcast, and it's like this little documentary podcast about them getting onto Trolls World Tour. Spoiler alert, they make it. They are on, they voice characters on the Trolls World Tour. Granted, I don't think any of them had any speaking lines. All of their characters just like were, you know, grunts or whatever. I don't <laughs> know. Like, they weren't actual lines, but they're on there. So it's amazing. <laughs> they're in the credits. They're in the credits. So. I cannot, again, express enough how much I love these people. Also, I just wanted to mention, before I, I will get into the, like, the other criteria, I just wanted to mention that they've also had amazing guest celebrities. Like They are just mega nerds. This is the other reason I love them. Felicia Day, who helped found Geek and Sundry. She's she was also... on our last Head to Head, or one yes, of our past ones. She was. On, uh, she's an actress, so she was on our Actor Episode. Um, She also is in Dr. Horrible's Signal blog, which I'm going to make Emily watch one day because it's good. And it's short, so it's fine. Um, John Hodgman, who's like the most mega nerd of all, is on their show. Um, Also, Lin-Manuel Miranda guest appears on My Bim Bam. Wow. Lin-Manuel Miranda is a huge fan of My Bim Bam. He's like, he even is quoted, like somebody asked him like, oh, what's like a crazy inspiration that you had for like Hamilton? He's like, oh, you know, probably my brother, my brother and me got snuck in there somewhere. I love those brothers. Like he kind of was a side comment, but you know, he's like, one of those weird inspirations that probably inspired Hamilton. And I was just like, oh my gosh, Lynn is the most amazing human ever. My Bim Bam
1: inspired Hamilton. Yes. That's yeah, what he said. I roll, he said I it. roll. He said it. He
0: said it. Also Patrick Rafus, who's one of my favorite writers, like fantasy writers, I just amazing people. They're all just nerds and I just I just love my nerdum, as you know. Um so to get back to our criteria. They have, as of January 25th, 2021, as of that date, they have had 545 episodes. Their ratings on Apple Podcasts, 26,401. That's it? I know. I'm so disappointed. I'm so disappointed in the entire fandom. (laughs) I know. Have you left a a
1: review and rating for them? Yes, of course. Okay.
0: I was going to say, you can't talk if you haven't done it. I know. I am disappointed, but... That doesn't mean that they're not amazing and everyone loves them because everyone does.
1: Okay. And then, oh, yeah. You said they started in 2010. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can't beat that. Like, if... (laughs)
0: I feel like I just shot
1: myself in the foot by agreeing (laughs) to when did they start and how many episodes, because obviously those two go hand in hand. Yeah,
0: we didn't think about that. We'll think, yeah. Oh, it's too late now, but next Too late now,
1: and won that round. I don't even have to say mine, but I'm going to. Are you ready? I want to
0: know. Yeah, I do.
1: Okay, so I don't listen to a ton of, like, huge podcasts, but the one that I do listen to, of course... Crime Junkies, Ashley Flowers. Yes, Ashley
0: Flowers is my girl. Yes, I thought about actually going with Ashley just for just to kick things, just to make things, you know, like different because like I knew you would think I'd go with the Mac but then I was like, mm, I bet Emily went with Ashley Flowers, <laughs> so I better not.
1: Yeah, so I went with Ashley Flowers, who's the host of Crime Junkies, which is the number one crime podcast right now.
0: Woo. Woo.
1: Go Crime Junkies. And she's also the host of Supernatural, and she's also the host of Very Presidential.
0: She's a, Yeah, she's got She's lie. a busy
1: girl. Yeah. Um, so I just went with the start date of Crime Junkie because that's the first podcast that she started, which was December of 2017. So obviously, my Bim Bam yeah. or whatever, those boys yeah. have like seven years yeah. on her, <laughs> oh, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> which means that they also have hundreds of episodes on yeah. her. So, Crime Junkie has 172 episodes as of today. Supernatural is 48, and Very Presidential is 15. So, total is 235. Not even close. Yeah, to, to Justin or oh, whatever. Yeah. McElroy, Justin, McElroy. Justin, <gasps> I can't believe I <gasps> Did said you just it, right. Say it right. I, just, I thought oh I was gosh, saying it wrong, you. and then I said it right. Ugh. Okay. I've been waiting for it forever for that. And then, in terms of ratings, though,
0: kind of kills them, I bet. Yeah,
1: 288,700 total. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Crime I'm Junkie
1: sure. has 263,000 alone.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I I was very surprised by that
1: number when I looked. You know, I think it's because no offense to the nerds out there, but they just like don't use yeah. they, they're not technically savvy so they probably don't even know that there is a rating scale
0: <laughs> yeah like i do I, I wouldn't be surprised if crime junkie did have more listeners um like on an average basis but i really did want to know what their average listener base mm. is for my bim bam because i it's definitely way higher than what their ratings might suggest yeah but, um yeah which is a little unfortunate i was disappointed in my nerds but it's okay i understand yeah but yeah Excellent choice, though. Ashley
1: Flowers is a good podcaster. I'll just say a little something. If you guys don't know who Ashley Flowers is or have never listened to Crime Junkie, she just has, like, a super soothing voice, I feel like. And I just love listening to her speak.
0: Yeah, and she (laughs) does a really good job of, like, presenting facts but telling a story Mm -hmm. so i i've listened to other crime podcasts and i don't know what it is exactly how ashley flowers does it but it's just the way she presents it is unique and very listenable like you just Mm -hmm. you're very pulled in
1: yeah it's not like she's reading from like a story that she wrote or like a news article or anything it's like very conversational, like, tone. Yeah,
0: yeah, but she's still providing facts. And she'll even say, like, oh, you know, from this resource I got this, but this other resource I got this, I don't really know which one is right. But I'm going – and then she'll kind of – that's what I like. Like, she'll mm-hmm. present the facts, but then she'll usually kind of – but this is what I'm going with. And so, mm-hmm. like, she'll still keep it that full narrative story, but she'll still present all the facts. So, yeah, no, I agree. I do like Crime Junkie. I mean, my bim-bam, if you want to laugh and not be, like, scared, I recommend my bim-bam. But Yeah, <laughs>
1: I mean – there's totally two different types of podcasts. Yeah, it's true. Okay, so Anne won that one.
0: <laughs> Whatever, we're tied now. We got two categories left. Yeah, and why don't you start us off with this one, Emily? Director. Ooh, okay. I will read the criteria. So our criteria for director is how many movies they've directed. Do they have other roles in the filmmaking industry? That's such as, like, writer, producer, actor, other roles. And then what is their overall net worth? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I probably shot myself in the foot with this one, too, based on my choice um, and the amount of movies he has, because he doesn't have many. But I wanted to choose one that I actually, like, watched most of his movies, because when I was looking at them, I was like, "Mm, I've seen, like, two of this person's and two Mm -hmm. of this person's. But I've seen, I mean... Okay. Three? <laughs> no, I've seen like four or five out of his total of 10 movies. If you oh, okay. don't know who I'm talking about, it's I Quentin don't. Tarantino.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. I love Quentin Tarantino.
1: Yeah. So if you didn't know, he is a director of few movies.
0: <laughs> He's got 10 total as of 2021, the January. Thing though is, a lot, Like the majority, if not all of his movies, are very well known, though, yes. and highly praised. So yes. even though there's not many, they're quality.
1: Yeah, so I'll just go through his movies since there's so few, just in case you didn't know and you wanted to know. Um Django Unchained, The Hateful Eight, Death Proof, that's one that I haven't seen, Death Proof. I haven't Proof. seen that one either. Inglorious Bastards, Reservoir Dogs, which I haven't seen that one either, Kill Bill 1 and 2, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Jackie Brown, and Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. So some classics in there and just some really well-known movies. Um, So yeah, movies directed, 10. (laughs) (laughs) Other filmmaking roles, he is a writer. He usually, I don't, I think he might have written all of his movies that he's directed. Otherwise, he's written some or most of the movies. Um, And then apparently he's an actor as well, but just like very minor roles, never leads. And then producer. So yeah. three other roles. Nice. And then his net worth is $120 million.
0: I was going to say it's probably pretty high. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's,
0: that's my guy, Tarantino. <laughs> I'm impressed you picked him. His movies don't quite seem up your alley, but you must like them. Yeah. Huh. They stick with you. They do. I'm impressed. Well, that's something that can bridge us, Emily, because I also like... Quentin Tarantino movies they I have to take them with a grain of salt and I can only watch them like at certain times Mm -hmm. just because they are they're a lot yeah they are (laughs) they're a lot yeah and you can only like they're not they're the type where you want to see them and then maybe like five years later you're like yeah okay I could watch it again yeah like Pulp
1: Fiction um we watched that in college and then my professor actually like edited the movie to actually make it go in sequential order
0: oh interesting (laughs) yeah i was like oh that's what's happening (laughs) Uh, i bet that helped you yeah yeah, I do like that his movies are unique, and I I like too that he was the he was a director who came from very humble beginnings, and he didn't like go to traditional like film school, and like he kind of took directing, and his movies really did make a large statement in the industry, especially at the time, because he just he he had a lot of influence from like old Japanese movies because he used to rent and own like uh uh video like renting business, and so he had like a whole library of these like old Japanese kind of like, you know, cowboy ish samurai movies and he was really inspired by them. And so he really like his knowledge all came from watching movies like diligently, which I think is really cool. And so he has a very unique style and his his films, like we said, they're a lot, but um can be controversial as well. And uh but always very fun i i don't know i can't help it i just like them they've just got such like classicness to them and they're just like they're so different yeah I like that you listeners know?
1: i want to know if you've seen any of his movies which one is your favorite you should let us
0: know on our stories yes okay Anne. who is your director I kind of went down a similar thing as you, Emily. I wanted to pick somebody who was unique, who I've seen a lot of their movies, and who I just genuinely love. So I had to go with Wes Anderson. Mm. Are you familiar with his movies? I just know that you talk about him sometimes. I know. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that guy again. Just kidding. I, his movies, I really love, and for a similar reason as Quentin Tarantino, is that uh He has a very unique style and that's something I really appreciate because I think sometimes as a director it can be hard to get that and you don't always see it something so unique that it's like that's a quentin tarantino like quentin Mm. tarantino it's like that's a quentin tarantino movie yeah wes anderson that's a wes anderson movie you know they've got enough style that you can just tell and i I think that's something that can be kind of hard for directors to get so it's one of the reasons i really like him um he actually has 20 credits to his name he's a little bit older than uh quentin tarantino and he's i've been in the business a little bit longer so he's got Mm. a few more movies but um he my the most recent one that he made was isle of dogs which i loved and i know you've seen Mm -hmm. and emily didn't (laughs) like it he's known for stop-motion animation which is what isle of dogs is um he also did fantastic mr fox haven't seen seen that so good another stop motion um but he's done also live action um some of his most notable work is the grand budapest hotel oh that's that's Wes anderson moonrise kingdom And also the Royal Tenenbaums are kind of his bigger, bigger Mm. named ones.
1: Yeah, I've seen Isle of Dogs in the Grand Budapest Hotel.
0: Yeah. Did you like them? Well, I know you didn't like Isle of Dogs. Yeah,
1: I mean, Isle of Dogs was okay. It just... I mean, it was okay for watching on a plane, on a flight to Europe, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> whatever. It's one of the I love that movie. It's one but, of the. But um,
1: Grant Budapest Hotel. I don't remember it exactly, but I kind I liked the stylistic elements of it.
0: Yeah, and that's what I ultimately like. Like I said, he's very recognizable, and I mm-hmm. like to like his the way he directs his actors. He makes them very, and his stories just kind of in general, like he makes them otherworldly almost Mm. or uh, you know he makes them very fantastical and so they feel they don't feel real in a sense of like oh this could happen to me it's like no this is a genuine story (laughs) and these characters are kind of weird and quirky Mm -hmm. and I really like that because I think and even uh, in Isle of Dogs there's a testament to like there's the part one there's the part two and the part three like he makes it into a like a narrative like that Um, So he's very story-driven, very narrative-driven, which I really like. And like I said, I just really like the way he actually directs his actors. And he's also like Isle of Dogs. He was very particular with like the lighting. And he really wanted everything to be lit very specifically. And like, I just think it's a beautiful film. And I really do love it. So I had to pick Wes Anderson. In terms of other credits, he uh, is a writer and a producer. He has some acting. He had three acting credits. They were all voice acting, and they were very minor. So I don't know if I'd really count him as an actor. He also technically had a soundtrack credit, (laughs) which I thought was funny. We won't count it, though, because he just wrote the song for um, P.D. song in Fantastic Mr. Fox. So I just thought it was a fun fact more so than like. Probably, I mean, you,
1: know. you already won this one anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say he uh, his net worth is only fifty million. <gasps> what?
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, then maybe I won.
0: I mean, he. I
1: have. Okay, wait. So how many credits are there? Four. Or like filmmaking roles? I just have four?
0: technically four. Okay, not including director. Not including director. Okay, so yeah, you won. Okay. If we removed the soundtrack and count director, it'd be four. But. That was the one iffy one. I was like.
1: Mm. Listeners, it sounds like we may have a tie, maybe and technically one, but let us know. Do you think Wes Anderson or Quentin Tarantino is the better director? Who They're deserves to good. win? They're both good. Yeah. So let us know on our social.
0: All right. Well, let's let's break down the child actor. I'm very excited about this one. We shall see. So, Emily, why don't you go first? Our criteria is the age that they started. So, what age were they with their first credit? And what is their IMDb total credits for acting? Like how many movies, TV shows, like doesn't matter. Like what's their total acting credits? And then finally, their net worth. Okay, are you ready? <laughs> I'm guessing it's a Disney Channel star. No. (gasps) I am totally
1: cheating on this one because Uh, Anne cheated in the first one when she chose Bernie Burns for her influencer, quote unquote, which was actually just everything. He did everything. Uh, And it just didn't count. So I'm cheating to make up for it. So I chose Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen.
0: You can't choose two people. (laughs) You can't choose two people. There are,
1: you can't have Mary Kate and not Ashley.
0: You can choose can. Mary you Kate and Ashley Olson. It's uh, not
1: Mary Kate Olson. Ashley Olson. It's Mary Kate and Ashley Olson. Uh, okay. So that's what I Say chose. Your piece.
0: <laughs> totally cheated. Can't have two people.
1: Okay, so the age that they started is six months. Oh my gosh, what? Full house. They were six months? Yep. I did not know that. <laughs> Yep. Um okay, yeah. If you didn't know, they were on Full House. They had their own um series of movies and shows and they're just amazing. And now they don't want anything to do with acting. So love that for them. <laughs> they're like fashion people now. <laughs> um okay. So yeah. Age they started. 6 months net worth is 500 million. Wow. And total credits for acting. Mary-Kate somehow has 53 and Ashley somehow has 49. (laughs) They're different. So apparently Ashley was like, peace out, Mary-Kate. This is all on you. So what's (laughs) their total? Total is 102. Okay. Um, Some of my favorite films that they're in are It Takes Two. Your, the You're Invited series when they're like, you're invited, bring your friends along, laugh and sing a song. The party's about to start. You're invited, you're invited, you're invited, you're invited. Woo! Yeah, it was so fun. Like, we got to make pizzas together. We, like, went to the beach
0: together. Like, we had Christmas parties together. <laughs> I would just like to say, I've made an observation. These were not childhood actors. They were baby actors. So, no, but I'm now I'm telling you. you no. <laughs> Okay, and then
1: (laughs) How the West Was Fun. That's like my only like Western film that I like. (laughs) (laughs) And then New York Minute. That was when they were like a little bit older, like teenagers. So good. And then finally, Our Lips Are Sealed. You might like that one because it's about the – is it about like the Secret Service? Like they saw something bad happen or the CIA They saw something bad happen, and they reported it, and they were like, you have to go live undercover, and they kept telling people what they saw, and they kept having to move to all these places. Why
0: were they telling people?
1: I don't, because they just couldn't stop blabbering.
0: They had to to be in the witness protection program, and they're telling people?
1: Yes. So good. (laughs) And they ended up in Australia, where the toilets flushed the other way. (laughs) Oh, uh, what a fun
0: factoid right there.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that is my child's actor. <laughs> well, I like to declare that Emily did cheat. I mean, I just stated that I was cheating, but yeah. I had a reason.
0: Yeah, well, my childhood actor was not six months and does not have, what did you say, 500 million? Uh-huh. That seemed, did you like double check that? That seems like a lot.
1: That's their net worth.
0: I suppose you did say they're still modeling, so I guess maybe they're...
1: They're not modeling. They, like, make
0: Oh, they're, they're in... Yeah. yeah, they're in fashion. Yeah. Okay. Well,
1: so... My, my poor... Come on with your measly little yeah. person.
0: <laughs> well, I still love him. He's amazing. I chose Will Wheaton. Do you know who that is? I feel like we follow
1: him on our Instagram account, but I don't know who he is.
0: You're right. We do, because I did that, (laughs) (laughs) which is surprising because I don't follow anybody. But Emily told me to find some nerds to follow, so I had to follow (laughs) Will Wheaton. Uh, He is probably most well-known, and what I certainly know him for, as Wesley Crusher in Star Trek The Next Generation.
1: I didn't know there were kids in that movie.
0: Well, at the time he was a teenager, he was about 15 Uh, but he, his first credit was actually a television film called A Long Way Home in 1981 and he was nine at the time.
1: So that's his first credit. Yes. For some reason that rings a bell, but maybe not.
0: Yeah, it it, kind of was similar. I didn't recognize it when I looked it up a little bit, but, um, it was like a television film, so it's not like super well known. Um, his first major role that actually got him some recognition was The Secret of Nim, which was in 1982, and he was 10. Um, and he was, that was a voice part, though. He was voice acting, which he actually later would become very popular in voice acting. So he's in like video games and he's in um, lots of anime. And so he's actually probably better known now as a voice actor. But he's also done, you know, appearance roles as well. Another reason I love him so much is because he's another mega nerd. He makes me happy. Uh, He is the co-creator of Tabletop, along with Felicia Day, who I mentioned earlier. We talked about another episode. Bye, Felicia. I know. She's amazing. Um, Which is also on Geek and Sundry. It was featured there. And he also has appeared on Critical Role. Another D&D reference. Another D&D game. Uh, He... So on Tabletop, though, it's, again, Tabletop and Critical Role were both featured on Geek and Sundry, so that's kind of how they have their in, and that's kind of how he knew them. Um, and Tabletop, they just play Tabletop games with, like, celebrities. Um, and, of course, they're all kind of nerdy celebrities, so they've had people like Alan Tudyk, who you probably don't know. Mm-hmm. He's Wash on Firefly. Do you remember Wash? No. Nope. <sighs> I remember Firefly, though. Freddie Wan? Nope um there's also been multiple critical role guests and, uh, including marisha ray and laura bailey and travis willingham don't know any of those names either emily andy <laughs> weir i've mentioned him before he's the writer uh-huh. of the martian the book that oh, we yeah, talked about that we yep. gave away yes we did he was featured on tabletop although also patrick rothfuss who was i mentioned earlier was also a guest on band. like this is what i love about nerds like even in celebrity nerdum. All these mega nerds know each other. They're just so clicky. I love it. Also, Seth Green, and you might know this name. I will be very impressed. Karen Gillian. Gillian (laughs) Flynn? Who wrote Gone Girl? No, she is... uh, You'll probably know her best. She's a Marvel character. She's in Guardians of the Galaxy. She plays Nebula. Mm. Do you remember Nebula? She's the daughter... She's also the other daughter of... The big bad purple guy. Come on, Emily. Mm. Nebula, it rings a
1: bell. <laughs> she's Gamora's sister. Nebula,
0: Thanos' what? daughter. Nebula. Uh, she's blue, with big black eyes. Okay. <laughs> I will. To Emily's credit, she watched like all the Marvel movies like back to back in like the span of a week. So I understand when she's like struggles oh. to remember people.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, she's evil, right?
0: Well, she's evil, but then but maybe then she like turns turned good, out sort of. she wasn't. Yeah. But anyway, okay. that's Karen Gillian. She's also a fe- featured on the show. Um, so, like I said, Will Wheaton's just a mega nerd, and I love him for it. Um, and he actually has a lot more acting credits, um, and these are just credits for him acting. So it's 132. In it's total, um, but he has appeared as himself in in 87 credits which i think is a lot like he because that's the thing like because of his fame with star trek um a lot of like the sort of pop sort of like shows like family guy and that sort of things like they'll have him appear just as himself Mm. and so he has made a lot of like guest appearances um and so he has over 87 credits for like appearing as himself but also as i said 132 acting credits his net worth I mean, for how much he does and how amazing he is, it should be way more than it is. But his net worth is 500000 What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He probably just gives it all away to charity because he's an amazing person and really super nice. That's like but that's what it is. crazy to me. I know, right? I was very surprised by that. I thought you were so going to be maybe...
1: like 500. No, just kidding. That's, that's the twins. <laughs>
0: I know. Uh, so maybe, I mean, I was looking on celebrity networth.com so i don't know if like that was just misinformed or maybe that's from like a couple year- years ago i'm not sure it could be more now but either way it's definitely not going to be 500 thousand or 500, 500 million. million 500 million so but yeah wes but will wheaton he's amazing and a mega nerd and that's why i chose him so it appears that we have a tie
1: <laughs> yeah but you cheated yeah, but only because you cheated before, and
0: also technically we don't. The director, I technically had more credits. Yeah, I know.
1: That's so. so we we're, we're tied. Yeah, but I you also won, won director podcaster. and podcaster, and I won winner yeah, but from you competition cheated. show. You cheated, and with child the actor. Child star. actor. I didn't cheat. Yes, you did. You chose two people. I just got even. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, listeners, so you're gonna have. We to need choose your help. We need your help. <laughs> Did Emily cheat? Did I win? Did I use my resources and get even? (laughs) Here's the thing, though. If you're a nerd out there and you know other nerds, you have to get them to like us because every time we've ever had you guys choose, there's more, tends to be more millennials out there who choose Emily's side. And I know that my nerds are out there and agree with me, so.
1: Yeah, nerds, like, this is your time. Yes. To, like, all you have to do is just, press a button. That's all you have to do. We won't tell anyone who you voted for. (laughs) Like we won't share it. Well, we won't be like, oh, this person, um, he hates Emily because he voted for Anne. Like, we're not going to call you out. We're just going to like be really mad if you don't pick me. (laughs) We just want it to be a fair battle. We just want to hear from you guys. We want like Interaction with you guys. Yeah. We love interacting with you. Yeah. So, so don't be afraid to just like vote. Just click a
0: button. That's all it takes. Let us know what you think. Because- Get some finger exercise going <laughs> oh, on. <gosh. laughs> okay, I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, please look at our polls. Let us know because it's up to you guys at this point. I mean, I still think Emily cheated and that I won, but... If she really wanted to get, I think I technically lost anyway with, with uh, Bernie Burns, but anyway, it doesn't matter. It's in the past. We're looking to the future. We're looking to see who won. Yes. So, like we said, listeners, let us know. But Emily, what is your life lesson?
1: Mm. My life lesson is to actually pay attention to who's directing the movie when you're watching movies. Because a lot of times we don't even know who's directing these movies. We only care about like the actual storyline or who's the main character, who's the main actor that I know of, because all I care about are names and like A-list Hollywood stars. But really, what would the movie be without the director?
0: It's interesting how they really, I mean, in the industry, they are very well known. But they don't get the fame. Most don't. Some are celebrities. But in terms of the balance between like actors and directors, like actors have way more celebrity status. Mm -hmm. But directors really deserve it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you,
1: Anne? What's your life
0: lesson? Honestly, it's there's only one option for me. It's that you got to give my bim bam a try. Just listen to one episode. Just pick one. Doesn't matter which one. Just give it a try. If you hate it, that's fine. You don't have to love it. But give it a shot
1: and if anybody forgot what my bim bam stands for after all of our talking that we just did it's my brother my brother and me
0: thank you emily see sometimes you do care
1: see we're bridging gaps here on this podcast
0: yeah you could have just let it go and thought you know i could have just said
1: don't do it don't waste your time
0: but no you actually that's so sweet of you (laughs) mom